Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Tis the season to get glammy. I'm nominated for two 2023 Glam Awards for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger, and I need your help to win. Once again, both categories are in the People's Choice voting, so the public will determine who wins. All you need to do is go to theglamawards.net, click the tab for People's Choice, and vote. You might only be allowed to use your email once, so better tell all your friends, family, enemies, hell, even tell your sugar daddy, your alien bestie, and your OnlyFans subscribers. And I repeat, tell everyone. Oh, and while you're at it, visit my Instagram and click the link tree to find out how you can support the pod by donating or buying merch. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok, Michael Block Talk, on Twitter slash X at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Are you ready to rock in horror? It's an episode about SpaceX where allegedly no one served sex. And only a few of them gave alien. It's time to blast off and talk all things Dragula 5. And here with me is a space babe who's always down for a good time, Alice in Wonderland. How are you? Greetings, Earthlings. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Have you ever been to space? Um, No, just New Jersey. Have you ever been to space camp? Did you ever want to go to space camp? No. Are you too young for the space camp videos? And no, I no, I'm not. But like, not my thing. No, not your thing. You didn't want to go in a um, zero gravity motion simulator type thing. No. No. Okay. Well, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us. Reality or production. We are showing the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people and give them an opportunity to go and tell them to share their crafts. They've also put themselves in a position to be discussed with a set of the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality of the show. Now, Miss Allison, you joined us for the preview podcast. I did, I did. And you talked about one of your good Judy's Onyx on decks. And we don't get to talk about her this episode. I can talk about her if I want. I mean... I mean, in my opinion, gone way too early and gone for the wrong reasons. Yes. Um, And this is what we're going to continue to talk about throughout this episode is I understand judging your own television show and producing your own television show and directing and writing your own television show, but consistency. That's all I ask, right? Consistency. Mm-hmm. So if one green alien comes out wearing a t-shirt and jean shorts and you say it's terrible, but then another green alien comes out in a t-shirt and jean shorts, but really, really saggy sweatpants and they're safe, that's not consistency. No, it is not. Um, but I would like to let you have the moment to discuss your fallen, deceased Onyx Ondix and and tell us what we are missing without her on our television screens. Onyx, okay, so if you look at her looks for the season on Instagram, we are missing out on some of the best looks that could have been on this show. Mm-hmm. And the Boulay brothers decided to use their who is Onyx critique. What a bullshit critique. Correct. She's shown you two looks. And the episode she was eliminated on, the look fit the prompt perfectly. Correct. So I think they just wanted her gone, which is bullshit. But you know, she's far more talented than a TV show. Well, isn't so. it funny that we're hearing the who is Blackberry critiques here? Yes, it is. What is branding on Dragula? That is my biggest question. Is it branding of a drag artist or is it branding how they fit within Dragula? I don't know. Because at this point, what is Orgotic's brand besides giving you solo rap faces um i guess nothing what is neo's brand aside from overtly wild crazy big i think she has a little bit more of a defined brand it's very ethereal and otherworldly high fashion sex her culture great there's a brand 
And this is what I'm trying to get at is I think we have to step back and realize when they want brand, they want brand in terms of Dracula. Mm -hmm. They want Onyx to give them the circus freak stunts, spectacular show in every performance. It didn't work for the two floor shows she was in. So they got pissed. Right. What are you supposed to do with circus in the woods? Precisely. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about this episode. Are you ready? I'm ready. We are back for another recap of the recap. This time in a spooky section of the Boule Manor, we are hinted that we are heading away from planet Earth as we are going to conquer the challenges of deep space with the help of their sonic transducer. Time for a science fiction double feature with timey-wimey space stuff. Beam me up to Planet Transsexual on the planet Transylvania for a challenge that is not Rocky Horror inspired, but totally is. All right, we're back in the lab to pick up the pieces from the Monsters of Rock Part 2 thriller. The monsters are energetically coming in as we are reminded that Anna and Neo were in the bottom and Throb is worried about Anna. Have we seen the two of them interact all season long? Not that I can remember, but the season's also been kind of swallowed up by JK's drama storyline, so. Who do they think is coming back? Well, Fantasia thinks it's Neil. Yep, here we go again with the name flub. The caption really thinks that she is talking about Neil. N-E-I-L. Who is Neil? Neil Armstrong. It's a space challenge. Okay, okay. But we have, they don't know what's space challenge yet. They think it's wild. Like, I know I caps, like, I critique all the captions on all the shows, like, do you think I, I shit on Dragula? I shit on the international franchises way harder when it comes to the captions because, oh boy, oh boy. But is it the fact that whoever is doing the captions just can't quite grasp the lack of enunciation from, from Fantasia? Or is she actually calling him Neil? Um, I think it might just be the way she speaks. I think so, too. She's from Florida. Well, there it is. Anyway, Fantasia says that Anna has been in the bottom and hasn't been giving her best. Blackberry says that she has seen glimpses of Anna opening up and getting feisty, but doesn't think it was enough. Throb notes that Neo has been ahead, so it's definitely time that she went home. That's the spirit, right? You want to get home, go home, your biggest competitors, right? Yeah. Orc thinks that Anna was sent home simply as he couldn't imagine the competition without Neo. He thinks they have so much to showcase. Is that the only reason, Ork? Um, it's the only reason that he'll explicitly say, but there it is. we all have eyes. We sure do. The hills have eyes, too. I know. I've seen Obscura. Ah, there we go. Jay thinks that Neo needs to come back, even though she didn't show enough rock. Will she come back with her guitar purse on her shoulder? No, but it is time to say good morning, America. We see a big hug from Neo and Orc, and Fantasia is convinced they're fucking. It's true, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Neo got a big souvenir from Dragula, and it's time to show the class. They are gagged and call her crazy for getting a flying bird with testicles as a body. Allison, would you? No, I have a lot of tattoos, but I would never. No. Okay. This is, this is my most recent one. Oh, is it Obscura? Oh. No, it's a bat. It's much cuter. Oh, very cute. She reveals that Anna got a tram stamp of a bird with a double-ended cock and improvised by writing, Nut tonight, she's a cum dump. How about that one? Did you get that one? No. Do you have a tram stamp? I don't. All my tattoos are either on my arms, my collarbone, my hands, or behind my ear. Now, if Madame Gugu herself, Lady Gaga, said, I will sign an autograph on your back as a tramp stamp for you to get on tattooed, would you do it? I would get her name tattooed on me anywhere. I'm not saying I wouldn't get a tramp stamp. I'm just saying I don't have one. I haven't. No, no, I know. I know. I'm just asking like, but if if Gaga, if Gaga wanted to put it there, sure. Wherever she wants, if she wanted it across my forehead, I would do it. I think we should try to make this happen for you. Listen, she's spoken to me once. So Cynthia claims if she was up for extermination, she would have gotten the tattoo, but would she want it on her body? Absolutely fucking nut. She loves the sound clips, doesn't she? She sure does. Do you think we are at a time in reality television drag performance shows that you have to prepare to be witty, to get 
screen time on confessionals. Yeah, you do. Does that save you a couple extra weeks? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. If you're not making good TV, they're not going to keep you, so... It's true. Bork says they think Anna went home, and despite being well-known in the UK, he has never been impressed with her looks. Okay, senor seems he had, but whatever, you, you do you. Neo says that he was surprised by everyone else on Vintage, like even JK. Okay, we're going to turn it up to 11 on this here morning. We're going we're gonna to get the battles going. Neil will say, to be fair, she thinks Anna really broke out of her shell and showed them legit rock star on the stage. Did she, though? I like Anna no. Philactic, but did she really show rock star? She didn't. Listen, no. I'm going to be really honest with you. Please do. When we did the preview, I told you Anna wasn't really particularly doing it for me. And I was right. You were? You, you got him. You got him. Neo thinks she stayed over Anna because she showed more rock and roll energy and more overall fire. No, it's really because you're a boulet favorite. You didn't really show rock and roll that was actually rock and roll. It was um... She was at least entertaining in a bad way, but she was at least exactly. entertaining. Anna exactly. was just kind of there. So Well, it's time for some introspective music, as the captions say. As Neo says, going through the extermination challenge cleared her mind and made her realize something really painful and deep inside. She just can't play a guitar. Okay, she's coming in with the comedy. I got to give her credit for it. That was fun. She is. She that is. She knows how good. to make good TV. I like that. They are halfway through the competition, and there are way too many bitches in the room. Who knows what will happen next? Probably the script. They The script knows what's happening next, right? Yeah. I mean, they probably do, too. Probably. Cynthia says that there is a lot of competition, and she is looking at the people with the W under their belt. Anyone she wants to take out specifically? Well, Cynthia claims it will be a challenge to take out everyone but JK and thinks she can take her out. All right. Okay. We'll see if she can do that. Surprise. She can. Rob will now come in and say that he wants to take out Jay for purely personal reasons. What happened? Are you ready to discuss the randomness of this statement? I was like, well, damn. Throb is pissed. Jay take took out brother Jarvis out of the competition. Not like Jay had a say in it. Blackberry claims that her biggest obstacle is Neo, but thinks she has something she doesn't have. And that is what will propel her past her. Jay will ask for the class. What does Blackberry have that Neo doesn't? And cut to Fantasia as we completely bypass the response. Why did we not get a response from Blackberry? And what the hell could it have been? Because what does she have that Neo doesn't right. besides a beard? It just feels like we are saving a lot of Blackberry's moments of stupidity and wrongness and just glossing right over it. They're trying to give her a good edit. Listen, I don't particularly care for Blackberry. She has rubbed me the wrong way the whole season. And she's another one. I told you I was very meh about her from the promo. And looky here. Looky here, looky here. Yeah, they, they've really definitely been saving her. I, we'll, we'll talk about her episode here because um, I do think it was the most positive compared to all six, and that's saying a lot. But they've definitely been um, helping her, dare I say. For sure. Fantasia will say that she wants to take out Throb. What does Fantasia have against Drag Kings? Um, I don't know. I don't think she has anything against Drag Kings specifically well she says that throb came for her the first night cut to the video with throb saying quote i want to see what kind of monster you are that was just a statement not an attack fantasia's from florida that is an attack to her (laughs) okay okay fine jay wants to take out blackberry as they say they know it's important to be buttoned up but the whole point of drag is being a little punk and when you're too polished it removes the personality from the drag do you agree with that statement I do. I do. You have to have a little bit of grit. Mm-hmm. You got to be a real person. Sometimes it can just seem like a very crafted image, and I don't like that. Be a real person. Ork will choose Jay as he thinks they are taking up a spot from the best ones and talented ones, claiming Jay has to prove them wrong. What is the fucking narrative going on here? I don't get it. Did Jay not already prove them wrong with a win and a lip sync victory? To be honest, I don't really think Jay deserved that win. Okay, tell us why. Throb Zombie's look was right there. Fair. Jay's look looked like Craft Store. Do you think that they just couldn't 
pull another land in and just keep on giving win after win after win to Throb? No, Throb only has one. That would have been two. Right. But, but what I'm just... saying is yeah, go ahead. I think they gave Jay the win for storyline, not because he deserved it. Okay. All right. Jay says they can laugh off a lot of shit, but they will not be there and say they are there by mistake. Jay are in the spot and say you don't like their drag. Don't say they took it from someone. Neo wants to kill Blackberry for being full of surprises, and um, she's going to do it as soon as possible. What surprises is Blackberry full of? I'm going to say the second thing that came to my head, a bad attitude. All right. The alarm sounds. It's time to stay in the lab and see what's on the slab. Do, do, do you get it? Do you get the reference? Yeah. Okay. We're going to do a lot of that because they're going to do it too. <laughs> Another video and more blood. It's time to call up one of my favorite camping musicals all episodes long. Drax says she would like if she may take them on a strange journey. They have spent far too much time on Earth and it's high time they switch their sonic transducer and transport this entire mansion and all of them into deep space for pleasure planet X. For this floor show, they must use their drag skills to transform themselves into intergalactic new personas. Huh, new personas. So if technically you're asking them to be different people, is that part of their brand? I don't think so. Well, you know, I don't think the Boulets even know what they're looking for half the time. In their galaxy, sex work is work and business is booming. They will not only model their new looks, but they will also have to write scripts that market and sell their intergalactic goods and act their scripts out on the floor show. Their goal is to really make them want what they're selling. Their acting ability and charisma is just as important this time around. Oh, is it now? We'll discuss. Sounds like <laughs> a drag race challenge, doesn't it? I mean, every challenge this season kind of has, to be honest. Well, it is time to bring their inner thespian, lesbian thespians to space. Good luck, Martians. Don't dream it. Be it. Were you familiar with all of the Rocky Horror references? I was not, as I've only seen it once. If I were to ask you um, in a drag version of Rocky Horror, who would you play? Would you have an answer? Yeah, of course. I would be the car. The car? Yeah, the one that breaks down. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're going. We're going really um, avant-garde production of Rocky Horror. Aren't That's we? what I always tell people. No, I would want to be Janet for her little slutty moment. Yeah. Okay. I can see her. Now, I just want to tell a quick story to the listeners. Um, I know it's not Dragula related, but it is Rocky Horror related. Uh, back in the day maybe 2018 i think it was me and season 16 sister sophia crystal we're talking about producing a um, big budget operatic style uh rocky horror it didn't come to fruition but um uh, we love sophia on the podcast and y'all get ready for it we're gonna talk sophia for we, 16 we episodes because she is my fucking winner pick baby we do love sophia she is a yeah. philadelphia icon i got my start in philly so i've known her for Eight, the, the better part of eight years believe and... me i have a lot of wild funny fucking photos of Sophia performing there's one performance she did at pieces where i was like did she put on two sets of hip pads what is happening with this silhouette what is going on here it's oh her pads are crazy sometimes <laughs> it's crazy fantasia only dreams it i don't know fantasia's kind of sickening Vantasia says it's really encouraging to have a challenge based around sex work and she gets to tell the story of being an actual sex worker. And I was like, yes, finally a really cool storyline to talk about. And do we get to talk about it? No. No. No, we dropped the ball here. Why would we? Because it doesn't involve drama with JK. Blackberry can't wait for planet, pla Pleasure Planet as she went to school for musical theater and thinks acting is right up her alley. It all makes sense now. The line reading she has been giving us all season long is 100% musical theater realness. Like, go take a straight acting class, please, because this is like the ensemble member saying that one line to the lead. I, I'm i not a theater person, so maybe that's why she's rubbed me the wrong way this whole time, but... Cynthia's going to get the acting class started. She thinks it's time to do impersonations. How are you at impersonations? I impersonate Lady Gaga for a living. Can you impersonate Sister Obscura? <laughs> um, let me think of something that she says that won't get me canceled. 
<laughs> Let's see what we got. she kind of sounds she kind of sounds like the big boulet Kind of. I can, you know what? I can I can hear it now. she's very oh i put together this look and it's so my brain is just so big i am so i'm the best thing to ever happen to drag i'm so unique That's it. Congratulations, yeah you won this maxi challenge. thank you what's Fantasia, my prize uh, your your prize is you get to come back on the podcast for whatever episode you want in 2024. There it is. Fantasia will portray Cynthia, and well, is it her? Not really, but she got the word choices down. Um, but I hated that we had a quote, bitch, do I sound like that from Cynthia in the confessional? And then we cut straight to the full cast saying, yeah, in the lab. Like, that was clearly a script. Right, Orc will do Neo's laugh, and it's kind of out of control. Um, I don't know if I've really noticed Neo's laugh, but now I can't unnotice it. right. I don't know that I've ever heard her laugh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, they probably hear each other laugh and other sounds Wow. all the time. Yeah. No. JK That's their will business. give their best Fantasia, and it, it was fine. Throb will do Blackberry, and I think Throb just said words. So does Blackberry. Now, Blackberry wants them to get sexy. Do we have to? Now, Fantasia will get on the table and hump and hump, and then Cynthia will go and crawl on the table and kiss, and it was not sexy. Then we have Throb getting all Dom Daddy, and Fantasia wants Throb to fall off the table. And then Nia was gagged as Throb will seduce Orc, Um, and JK's getting horny. Well, The things we do for television. when I heard that, I was like, that's the last thing I wanted to hear from you, Miss Thing. It's time for them to go out of the room just to come right back in for design time. I feel like we have been getting less and less of this segment this season. Well, it doesn't matter. They're not making shit there anyway. Right, but I at least, I, I'm aware of that. You're aware of that. Most people are aware that they're not making it on the spot. But I, I do like to learn about the construction process Right, or, or right. I like, I like to have a little bit of it inside. yeah, so I wish we'd have a little more time for that. Maybe less um, glorified production of a stage show that's highly edited. Oh, yeah. Let's start with Neo, who is inspired by Alien Sugar Baby for Pleasure Planet. Promising concept. I'm here for it. Her whole body will be covered by tits. Boob tits, testicle tits, hip tits. So basically, it's the vagina look with now boobs. Well, um, yeah. I'm just waiting for real creativity and not monster manufacturing. Can I tell you about this lip gloss? You can. Please do. <laughs> Tell me what about this lip gloss. no, it's fine. Let's just move on from Neo. She is seen working on the 3D printed alien tongue and that she sculpted and printed with TPU material. She says she likes to combine the traditional handcraft with 3D printed technology, as she says it does not, she does not like to use 3D printed objects fresh from the machine, as she believes it doesn't have a soul. I love that. I would love a 3D printer. Anyone would like to buy me one? I would love to have one. I know a boy who has one. I'm going to make him make me jewelry. That's amazing. What kind of jewelry are you looking for? I'm an earring girl. I'm like a good earring. I'm wearing a little earring right now. Mm -hmm. oh, I love it. It's a dagger. Yes. I do have a switchblade tattooed behind my ear too. Oh, So I it's love all in the that. family. I really think that 3D printing is such an underrated um, element of what you could do with drag because I don't think people have as much access as you would like them to have. But once people do have more access to it, I think it's really going to change a lot. Let me shout out somebody from, from my home. Please There do is it. a very talented 3D printing artist in Philly. Her name is Edith Poussard. And she makes some really sickening 3D printed pieces for people. It's amazing. I Her, really, really her love Instagram, it. her Instagram is Edith Wiggles and Giggles. Give her a follow if you need anything 3D printed. I love it. Now, if you had any option right now to ask Edith for, what would you ask for? Oh. <sighs> There's this headpiece that Lady Gaga wore once during our pop era, and it was like this crown with a big gold skull. I want that. Saw that one coming a mile away. I was going to be like, which Lady Gaga piece do you want 3D printed? I, but She is, we love she it. is right there. We do love her. We do love her.
Cynthia is next, and she is inspired by an influencer from Uranus. She will go live on her flip phone, the hottest phone in the galaxy. Did you ever have one of those, a flip phone? I did. I had a pink Motorola Razor. Oh my god, not the Razor! I did. Where do you think the Razors have gone to? Because I think most people have like traded them back in when they got new phones and everything. Is there like a museum? I still have mine. You still have yours? That's so cool. I do. I do. Do you remember back in the day with those kinds of phones where you had to press the numbers in order to type out words? I do. <laughs> I also had a um oh, what was it called? A sidekick. It like uh-huh. I had a sidekick around. too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I loved her. Yeah. It's crazy like to her. see how technology has evolved in the past 20 years. It's true. Cynthia's goal is to persuade her followers to go subscribe to her Just for Aliens account. Okay. She is giving her alien a cure on her toes as she desperately needs it because she doesn't know if it's a manicure or a pedicure. Have you ever had a cure to your toe? No. How about a cure to your fingers? Yes. And also, Stream Manicure by Lady Gaga. There it is. There it is. Um, <laughs> Lady Gaga, if you would like to give this podcast money, um, I will give some of it to Allison. Please, God. And listen, they're always talking about branding, branding, branding. Here I am branding. You're right. You're right. To create the shoe, she took foam and wrapped it in some tape, put fabric over it, and attached it to the shoe. She sprayed painted the whole entire shoe, and she is paying hummus to Titans when they had to do the shoe challenge. Do you subscribe to the hummus of it all? No, I do like hummus. I do too. I love hummus. With Throb, a lot of their friends are sex workers and strippers, so he wanted something really joyful and playful that's a little tasteful. His guy is very much giving slutty, very princely, very feminine, very masculine. He's everything you could want in one package. Dare I say, he's verse. Per usual, he is stoning everything. It's going to be pretty crazy. He says in their years of doing burlesque, one of their favorite parts about the aesthetic is the pasties because breasts like his are illegal to look at. He's making sure all four of his nipples have a little bit extra sparkle. Where do you stand when it comes to the stoning of it all for a monster? I like it. I like rhinestones. I'm a rhinestone kind of girl. Do you have a favorite um, style of stoning? Do you like the splatter? Do you like it uniform how do you stone your stuff? i like i like it a little more organic i like it to just be kind of placed around rather than like a grid or anything mm-hmm. i'm here for it i'm here for it do you do your own stoning i do i do everything myself There's do you want to cry after you stone no i kind of like it i want to cry after i sew well that's fair that's fair i i mean i don't mind stoning as long as i do it in like bits and pieces i can't do oh yeah i never down. do it. i never do it all at once um yeah i i was traumatized after helping dear friend of Sophia's honey davenport got ready for drag race and i had to stone one of her fucking looks and it was honey davenport went to lunch with me in obscura once and told us some very interesting stories about a certain drag race contestant do, do you want to say a name um i think her name might be like bell gucci Something like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, um, some someone from like the Jersey area, possibly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me. I, well, I'm sure I'll figure it out who it is later on. Listen. <laughs> there's there's not that many drag race queens with race scandals, so it's true. It All right. Well, we're gonna see some more bits and bobs of the other looks, but now it's time in the show to go have a chat. You know, to tie up loose ends and figure out random beef that happened in the episode. JK will pull Throb aside as they were a friend and comforted them. So when they said they were going to take them out, it hurt. And Jay wants to know where Throb's head is at. Jay sits, Throb stands, and Jay says that they don't like that Throb is harboring negative feelings for sending Jarvis home. Throb says it's not that intense. It's a principal thing. Jarvis was his rock coming in there and is sad to see him go and would like to send Jay home in his honor. Why didn't we not have this last week or the week before? I agree. I'm just so sick of this whole drama storyline with JK. It's so boring and tired. 
Jay asks, can you see how that makes them feel? And Jay says that now that Anna is gone, they don't have a lot of allies in the room. Okay, wait, what? Did they ever communicate? Where is this editing of Anna and JK being allies? Maybe they were allies because nobody really liked either of them. It it just doesn't make sense. This editing is very strange. Very strange. Jay says that they thought Throb was their person and their hurt, and Throb will now sit and level with Jay. Throb will say that he is nobody's ally there. That's just the team. Jay will say that he was Jarvis's and is ready to avenge him, but Throb clarifies that he had been, had he been against Jarvis in the end, he would have put him in the grave. Throb says that it's a game they're playing. They want to get to the end. Now, Jay says game away. It felt like Throb wasn't a friend. They say that he's seen the work he's put into it, but Throb will cut them off and say that if the Boulets walk in there and say, you could have a guaranteed top three spot, but you have to send Throb home right now, would they do it? Jay says they would, but that's not what's happening. That wasn't the question. Okay, fine. Semantics, that's okay. But Jay confirms that there were five other people and it felt more personal coming from Throb picking Jay. Throb says they are playing a game and Jay is their target and next week it will be somebody else and so on. It has nothing to do with them being their friend, but Throb is sorry Jay is taking it personally. Now Jay feels like Throb is in full intense game mode and the friend they had there was when there was 11 is not the same friend who is there now. Throb says they can be friendly toward JK and still want to take them out of the competition, saying it's not mutually exclusive. They can be friends and chat later, but for now Throb is there to win the whole damn thing. What did you make of this? Was this just here to fill time? It was just there because the Boulets think people like this JK storyline with the drama, and it's so annoying, and it's really made me not like JK. If we didn't have this force formulaic storyline of Jay being the punching bag, do you think Jay would have a positive opinion in your for you? No, because the looks aren't good either, but... Okay. But... It is very, very irritating. It just doesn't make sense because we've had other people be like the quote punching bag, the person that everyone lays into. It feels like a very tired storyline. It is. If the boulets are not telling them this is the storyline, this is the plot line, and the contestants are doing it amongst themselves, what are we missing that's causing Jay to be the person? How did Jay be that person? I mean, Jay is annoying. Every fucking week always has something to say. But isn't that why we partially like at least the OG era of Drag Lab? Because the monsters who had a lot to say became fan favorites for being loud and opinionated. If they're good. All right. Well, there's there is that the clarifying the, the, the difference. Is that the clarifying that's a, difference? That's the difference to me. If you're going to be loud, at least be good. So who would you put in that category of being loud and good? Loris. Okay. Mm-hmm. Loris is an insanely talented drag artist, a friend of mine, but an insanely talented drag artist. Melissa Be Fierce. Mm-hmm. Um, Abora. She caused a lot of problems. Um, Would you relate JK to someone like Erica Clash? No, Erica Clash is like, she's a little more boohoo, pity me. Okay. Jay does that too, but also stirs the pot. Erica doesn't really stir the pot. No. She she's there to play a competition. Yeah. It's the day to go to space. It's a pleasure playing next. And we go behind the curtain to see Cynthia has to redo her take of the confessional because she spit. I love those kinds of things. I like seeing the little behind the scenes fuck ups. Yeah, it, it brings some more life to it, it makes it more real. When you get on a television show and have to do confessionals, do you think you're going to be a one-take wonder or are you going to be someone who has to sit there for hours and be like, okay, I'm going to get this right eventually? Oh, no. One-take, baby. I, I'm i very great at talking. Cynthia says that she has something very sexy up her sleeve. Okay, you keep telling yourself that. Cynthia Ooh. will ask the room to pitch their best orgasm. A room of homosexuals? Of course they're willing to play this game. It's true. Fantasia is always with, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Blackberry is always with Bear, so she's going to give us a grunt. Orc will give us the sound of something who sounds like they're being shocked. Spoiler, we'll hear that later. Cynthia gives us a noise that maybe should have stayed inside. Neo (laughs) gives us a little itty bitty moan, and that checked out. 
Throb is yeah. Scorpion from Mortal Kombat with a get over here, very aggressive. And Fantasia, yeah, she knows how to moan. She knows how to orgasm. She does. Now, Jay tells us that an orgasm should sound happy and the monsters were sounding like they were dying. Do you agree with that statement? Um, this should sound like however you're feeling. I mean, I'm not going to ask you to demonstrate or or give your best. I'll wait for you to be on a television show where you have to do that. Um, <laughs> but if you were to compare yourself to any of the monsters, is there anyone that you might have sounded similar to? In terms of being realistic or in terms of what I would do for TV? Both. In terms of what I would do for TV, Fantasia, 100%. In terms of being realistic, not really any of them. No. It was all kind of caricatures. It it was. Jay's moan, it was fine. I approved it. Now the faces are being alienized as the alarm sounds. You all know what about to say. Time to beat me up and skip this beat. I'm over the bit. I'm over it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little. Let's head to the main stage where the boulets are giving us pleather sleeping bag couture. I love the silhouette. I think the hair was great. I just wish they had like a necklace or something to break up all that real estate on the chest, but I was very impressed with this look. I liked it. Let me, let me pull it up on Instagram to look at it. I just think it was really, really well um, crafted and executed. I, I was a fan of it. Um, I don't like the shoes, but I like everything else. That's fair. That's fair. It needs a belt. I think everything needs a belt. You know what? I agree. Most of the time it needs something to break it all up, right? Welcome to Deep Space. They have challenged their drag monsters to draw inspiration from the science fiction genre to conceptualize and create new and original looks and characters for Pleasure Planet X. On Pleasure Planet X, Pleasure is big business, and in addition to creating and modeling their new looks, they must also write a script and act out the sales pitch for their provocative services. Judging this week are actor David Dashmalian and actress from the Terrifier, Lauren Lavera. Now, obviously, Mr. David, we have seen many times before. Lauren, first time caller. Um, I hope she comes back. She was good. Yeah, she was good. And I do love Terrifier. Um, I've not seen it. What character does she play? Who is she? Is she like the lead? She's a, she, No, no. The lead is um, David Howard Thornton. I met him at Monster Mania. The same night I met Rose McGowan. Ooh. So does she like die? No, she's she's a bad guy. Oh, we love bad guys. Okay, cool. Um, category is Pleasure Planet X. And on to the floor show, we're going to play, and yes, I have to take it from the Boulets, Sextraterrestrial or Muppets in Space. Okay. Now we will also discuss the sales pitches because they did them. Oh, wow. They, they certainly did something. They did that. Um... Are you ready? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Let's do it. Throb Zombie. No designers listed. I personally am very here for this and the aesthetic. It's sexy in a neon futuristic space way. I love the color story with the neons and black allowing the neon parts to shine. It's really a fun blend of masculine and feminine, which is something you don't always see with a drag king. I love the paint. I love the hair. It's all there for me. I feel like I would dig this space dude. Now, as far as the props go, I don't give two shits that a money gun didn't work. The assignment was the look and the acting. Having this alter their scores to me is nuts. Message to all future contestants on any show that tries to use a money gun, just don't. They're not going to work. They are so poorly, cheaply made that they're just going to fuck you up. For the performance, I think the voice he could have played around with was their voice. Um... It did lean into sexy talk. It showed off the black hole. Love pump is a good name. It was good in a really rough night. It's fine. I don't like the black leggings. The you the the reliance on props is a little tired for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fake teeth that Throb wears make him look very um goofy. Okay. I'm a little sick of them. The cheap Amazon glasses really took me out. I bought those glasses on Amazon for $14 once. Um, There should have been some more pink in the shoe because only having pink in the jacket was a missed opportunity. 
Um, the airbrushing on the bodysuit is cool. The makeup is cool. I hate the hair and the two little antennas. David says his performance was dynamic and felt he really dug in and done some research in thinking about who he was, where he came from, and what his objective was. Lauren says it didn't read too much outer space as much as it did Bowser, but lives for the two dicks. And she noticed his butthole and loves it. Drag says the black hole is where the space part comes in. She says he truly commanded a stage. Swan will commend him on the dollars for designing them to look like they came from another planet. She says it was a great detail, but he flubbed on the gun and says missing something like that really takes away from all the amazing energy that they put into the look. I will give them a sextraterrestrial. I will too, but very on the fence. Audience, not on the fence. 88% sextraterrestrial, 12% Muppets in Space. JK, no designers listed. So it's space trailer trash. Fine. It's a narrative that unfortunately allowed the look to feel cheap as that was the intent. Sadly, you could see the iron on. You could see it from space. I think the booty (laughs) shorts are fine. And to anyone who says they're not altered, bitch, they're fucking stoned. So they're not just from Amazon. The makeup is great. The cat suit is airbrushed to give definition. The cliffhanger toes were hilarious. Is this the best? No. Is it better than the other one with the same concept? To me, 100%. Giving them credit for creating character, great. A hillbilly in space, it was campy. Was it the best? Was their tagline? Sure. If you can get to trucking, I can get to sucking. Was this the best performance for JK? No. I got some shit to say. Say it. The neckline of the cat suit underneath showing with the black on the neck, disgusting. Um, if it's trailer trash, why are the jeans so cleanly cut? Um, the headpiece that looks like children's tempera paint. I'm looking at the look on my phone, by the way. Uh, the contacts and the makeup are good. Um, it's just incredibly lazy, and I don't like it. Lauren says she would pay like $50, maybe even $20 for him. She wants to ask how they're feeling. And Jay says they are no stranger to being a mess on the stage, but says this is a level of messy that they are frankly not proud of. She says she felt that energy from them and says they felt a little bit defeated and a little bit deflated and says she lives for a truck stop hooker. David says he could obviously absolutely could feel something off for them and still thanks them for indulging the little nasty trailer park fetishist inside of him. I was like, but how would you know anything is off? You've never seen this person before unless you were told to say that. Drax says... She doesn't think their craftsmanship is up to par and says it must be. She says ideas are only going to get them so far. She says she is a great performer with great ideas, but the craftsmanship is not there. Swan says she likes the simplicity of the idea, but would have thought about the fabric choices as there are so many things that take her away from the fantasy they are trying to build. I will go with a soft right on the line by one point extraterrestrial. What's the other option? Muppets in space. Yeah, it goes that all the way at the bottom. It's my least favorite look of the week. It's terrible. The audience. 57% extraterrestrial, 43% Muppets in space. I genuinely don't understand. Next up, Cynthia Dahl. Look by Karma Sutra Stanwick, Glidagal, and Excel Designs. Now, if you thought Jay's was cheap, Cynthia said, hold my Cosmo. I cannot get over the body. I can't. I'm sorry. It was bunching the entire time and it did look terrible. The lettering on the t-shirt really was a joke. The mask was poorly made. And I think this is what Yoska would have done had she been there in this kind of challenge, but there would have been polish to it. This was for me the worst of the week. And the fact that she got a free pass simply for being good television is bonkers to me. Uh, At least the hair was really cute. And then the performance, beep, bop, beep, boop, bop, 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 high sinners. Her pitch was terrible because you couldn't understand anything. There was nothing sexy about it. The mask impeded her performance. I agree. Um, I think in the way she moved on stage, she was more fun. I think in terms of concept of a green cat suit alien, this one has a more fun concept. You know, the concept of the big crazy lips and the addition of the wig and the way the shoes are done, and the influencer twist, I think, makes it more interesting than what J.K. did. Swan will say they loved all loved her performance, but her pants brought her down. I'm going to go Muppets in Space. I'm also going to go Muppets in Space, but not as low as J.K. 
audience, 43% extraterrestrial, 57% Muppets in space. So both looks very much in, this, in line with each other that people are just not here for. Mm-hmm. Orgotic. No designers listed, but most likely orc. The problem with orc at this point is when you have the same aesthetic for every category and they all blend together, you can't distinguish anything original. What makes this one alien, not any of the others? Nothing, really. I think Orc is an artist who does their own thing and has been rewarded immensely for it. But in a competition, there are rules, there are guidelines, and they got to be followed. This is not alien. Make it green, maybe we could have had an argument. The club kid boots are becoming a crutch. And again, others have been banished to hell for club kid boots. Why is Orc not getting the same treatment? The latex was not part of this universe. This was not good. And listen, I know that English is a second language, but the script was rough. You could tell that Orc was not comfortable and there was not any content. And wh- why are we giving your skin away for pleasure? It sounds kind of counterintuitive. This is the only Orc look that I haven't really cared for. Now, I will say, I had a conversation with someone the other night in terms of the boots. I can't really see another shoe making sense for what Orc does. Fair. I can understand that. But this look is not good. In the world of Dragula, club kid boots are basically an equivalent to gluing stuff onto a corset on Drag Race. Where it's like, no, no, don't ever do it. And then when someone does it, it's like, ah, oh, it's fine. It's, it's, it's you. I mean, he got how... a win in them. What, say it again? He got a win in them. He, he did. So how do we move forward in another season for a contestant who thinks they can now get away with club kid boots and probably won't? If it's a defined part of your drag aesthetic, I think that's fine. Right. If you're throwing that on to be like, look at this shoe. It's so cool. It's not. Is there anyone in the past who has been exterminated for a club kid boots that could have made the argument that it's part of their aesthetic? No. Okay. All right. Well, there it is. David says he really loved in his performance the concept of going to buy sex with you trading skin. He says it felt very Clive Barker. He says his big note was to him it didn't feel space at all and more like a demonic sex worker from hell. Lauren says she lives with a sex doll face with a big luscious lips that are perfect for dick sucking. She says she doesn't know if it's necessarily alien as it read crustacean. She says she is always open to a bigger silhouette because it's either go big or go home. Swan says his monologue was so strange that it was the laughing that brought her to a crazy place. She says she didn't know if she got it, but she know he got it and loved it and was getting off on it and made her get off on it too. Drax says she might have skipped the pleather pants to see more flesh and says he's trying to make people take people's skin. If she showed more skin and muscle, it might have sold the idea a little better. I'm going to give Orc a Muppets in Space. I'm like right exactly on the fence with it because I do, I think not for this challenge. It could have been a cool look. I really like the face. Audience, 46% extraterrestrial, 54% Muppets in Space. Blackberry, look by Yaharia DeHill. If you want to play into the world of Rocky Horror, Blackberry did the assignment. This could be Riff or Magenta at the end of the show. I am buying it. I know it is a cat suit with metallic body harness and two titty lasers. It works for the category. I think the swerve and curves bring out the sex and the way she was using those lasers was very sexy. This is what I expected for this challenge and the right choice was made. I commend Blackberry for adopting a cyber voice and playing into that world in the pitch. At least she had said intergalactic alien sex robot. It fit for what they wanted. So there's that. Love the binary number to call. It should have been a safe look if everybody didn't flub as bad as they did. Right. Like, it's not stellar. There's definitely things wrong with it. That shoe is a sin. (laughs) Some of the little metallic things are floppy. And the way the tits were, like, not pointing out, they were, like, down. That really bothered me. They reminded me of the Daleks from Doctor Who. I've never watched that program. It's okay, you should. Jinx Monsoon's going to be on it. I don't particularly care for Jinx Monsoon. Well, that. David says hers <laughs> felt like sex comedy and felt like it could be a character in Barbarella. He appreciated the effort she put into conveying a character. Lauren says it was one of her favorite looks of the night and as it, as it was fully realized. She says she loved the silhouette and loves the boobs and says it was truly beautiful. Drax says the look is perfection in terms of the craftsmanship and says she doesn't have threads hanging off 
It doesn't have stuff mismatching. She says her acting was great. And Swan says her only criticism is who is Blackberry. She says as an artist, when she looks at a lot of people who are in the competition, she sees where their aesthetic comes from and who they are as an artist. And that is what she's looking for from her. But Drag says she told her she is a nicey cutie with a beard from Texas. Those are facts. I'm going to give her sex extraterrestrial. She doesn't come across as particularly nice. No. It's extraterrestrial. Um, Yeah, soft. Audience... I mean, they found nothing wrong with it, like us. It's not the best, but it's 100% extraterrestrial. Yeah, like, it's not bad. It's just not stellar. Fantasia, look by Ebony Knowles. I mean, another one who finally got called out for mediocrity. I was getting court jester, but make a drag. I didn't see Alien in this at all. She's got the sex down, and I am all about it. It is hot. I could see this for a gig. I think she had the charm and aura of a hotline worker on planet Earth in the 80s or 90s, but that wasn't the challenge. Are you ready to be digmatized? I'll pass. <laughs> Listen, I'm a Fantasia stan. Um, I don't entirely not see Alien with it. I think the the shapes of the vinyl on the costume do give Alien a little bit, but it does kind of seem like something that she just had and put some dicks on. Yeah. Would you wear that to the gig? No. Lauren says she loved her monologue because it really sold the performance. She says some of the alien aspects were hard to see from a distance. David says as much as he loved her performance, it felt the look was right in line with something from Cirque or possibly an aquatic creature. Swan says she was kind of confused as it didn't read so much as outer space for her. She says the fabric choices kind of spun her in a different direction and says the shapes were kind of Cirque as opposed to alien per se. Drax says in comic books, the costumes fit them perfectly in a way that would never really fit someone in real life, but says her outfit actually does that. She says the fit was the best thing about the outfit, and but says it was smaller and quiet than she would have liked for the challenge. I'm going to give her a soft Muppets in space. I'm going to give her a soft section terrestrial. Really soft. The contacts are really fucking cool. That's what got me. Audience, 39% sexual terrestrial, 61% Muppets in space. And finally, Neil Hulu X, no designer existed. Where is the alien IC monster? I don't care for the execution of the concept because it's a big mess of many, many references. I will give credit where credit is due as far as bringing a brand new silhouette and aura to her package because this is not something she's brought yet. I just want a little bit of a cohesion and lots of tits does not say alien. The color story needed to marry the theme as well as this just really felt like sexy monster you keep in a closet. Also, the way that she walked back on stage like she couldn't actually walk. Come on. Performance, baby. That's all part of it. Now the performance. Are you a sugar daddy? I mean, I was in a past life, but I would oh, wow. hardcore pass. That was real money that she blinged out. Um, I can't believe she did that. Let's go through the costs. $10,000 a month, you can fuck her breast titties. For $20,000 a month, you can fuck her testicle titties. For $30,000, you can fuck her hip titties. Did any of it make sense? No. Wasn't part of the challenge to write a good script? Yes. So I am lost. I love her, but this was not it. <laughs> no. No. I don't like any of it, to be honest. I like the shoes. Like, you you could see this as like a rated X version of Monsters, Inc., right? Yeah. Not an I don't alien. understand. I don't understand what the red things on her head are supposed to be. That's the, I think that was her way of saying that's an alien. I, I don't know. I'm really I'm I was lost. Lost in space, dare I say. Yeah. Lauren says it's very cunty and very high femme. She says she turned her on because she turned him. She says the monologue was very funny and loved the repetition of the titty. She would have recommended an edit or two or three because there was a lot going on. She says she sees it all and it's beautiful and says she is an incredible artist, but says it's a lot. David says a lot of Angeline inspiration in the piece for him. He says having a tiered price system was fun. He says, um, okay, it was funny and hot. Drac has a question, and it's why is the hip titty the most expensive? David will chime in and say because you get a view from the front and a view from the back all at the same time. Drac says she loves that she put everything in the kitchen sink into her look because mostly when she does it, she does it with finesse, saying none of it is junky looking or unfinished. She loves the shoe, too. She would normally clock her for not being able to walk in those shoes, but says somehow it added to the goofiness of the character, and she was into it. Now, Muppets in Space. Yeah. Audience, y'all are kind. 77% extraterrestrial, 23% Muppet in space. Well, 
Cynthia will be deemed safe. The others are tops and bottoms. The winner of the week is Blackberry with JK and Fantasia up for extermination. Do you agree? Um, honestly, I wouldn't have had anyone win this week. Sure. I mean, here's the thing. No one's getting said, any like prizes for anything on this show, right? Like, why do we right. even have a winner if it wasn't up to par? Right. I would say y'all all drop the ball. I would make them all do the extermination. That would take extra filming time, but you're right. I think that would have been fine. I wouldn't hear for yeah. it. They've done that in the past. Yeah. So this extermination, well, they've been experiencing pleasure on planet pleasure planet x they are sending them to the dark side of the moon to experience quite the opposite they are about to accidentally become fertilized as part of their training they will be hooked up to the genuine alien birth simulator device where they will experience what it feels like giving birth the long hard and natural way they must endure the pain of alien childbirth longer than their opponent what if an they interesting extermination time yeah very interesting well, we're going to get to it, but first, let's get to the Serve Memorial Cauldron, where Cynthia is alone doing her bit for her sinners. So, like, Cynthia calls her fans sinners. I get it, but I also hate it. I don't like it. I don't like it. What are your fans called? Um, mentally ill. Well, besides that, can I can I give you an option for the future? Sure. Allison Wonder fans. No. It's got to be something more cunty. Okay. Well, it's to be more pussy. All right. Cynthia says not having a win in her belt makes her nervous as she thinks the others will peg her not as a threat. I mean, she's yeah. not wrong. Yeah, I agree. Have we ever gotten to this point in the competition where it's on paper with wins and even playing field? I don't think so. I feel like I at this point, so somebody has two wins. Yeah. The other arrives, so many titties. Throb is excited. It's anyone but him. It warms their dead little heart that it will be JK versus Fantasia. Now, it is Fantasia's first time up for extermination, and she is feeling like a hot, shitty mess. JK doesn't want Fantasia to have the thrill of sending them home while looking like a gnome. Garden gnome realness. Do you see garden gnome realness? I don't think just because it has a point on the head that it gives garden gnome. If Fantasia would put out merchandise of actual Fantasia garden gnomes, would you purchase? I would. I'm actually about to buy the shirt that she's selling with the, the picture of her with the, the smoothie on her mouth. Uh-uh. I'm about to buy that. It's good. Fantasia says she is prepared to be there and plans to be there till the end. She will turn to JK and be like, no offense to you, knowing that's literally what she's about to do. She came prepared. It was her first time in the bottom end. She could have been number two or three, but alas, it's a number one. Jay will say that they also worked really hard and is really proud of what they've done. They know what they have to improve on and will go in and fight. Now, if we are told that the thing that Jay has to improve on is not performance, it's not character, it's the looks. How do you improve that in a competition? You can't because you brought what you brought. Why do we have so many drag artists on these television shows say that line? I'll improve on it next week or I'll get better, knowing they can't do anything about it desperation that's fair cynthia thinks that jk will go home as they weren't selling the performance cynthia you were safe shut up (laughs) jk is about to stir shit up before they go by reminding cynthia that they are the only one without a whim how is she doing well she is going to discuss her feelings while looking like a cartoon and thus everyone laughs it is what it is but um, I thought it was very campy to see her try to have a serious conversation looking like that. It was. Blackberry is congratulated for getting her win. She says it's vindicating, but she knows she has to keep going as they're still not seeing Blackberry. What was vindicating about it? Nothing for me. Why would that be the word choice? Illiteracy. Jay says that they know that Blackberry is sickening and that Blackberry is funny and Blackberry loves a compliment, but they are missing Blackberry that is a human. They tell her to show something raw and dirty as the button-up polish has a tendency to make her seem distant. Now, we did see a filth look from Blackberry in the Garbage Pail Children. And it was the most basic idea of filth that you can do. 
Do you imagine if there's another filth challenge that Blackberry is going to give polish over filth? Yeah. Could that be the reason that Blackberry goes home? I hope so. Orc says that Blackberry has been fitting into the challenge with amazing costumes, choice words, but says that he she needs to have an edge and take a risk. All right, so why is Fantasia going to stay? Well, she says she deserves to stay as she has a spot there, and they say she wasn't alien enough, so she's going to give birth to an alien, baby. Why is JK going to stay? They can't be killed in a way that matters. They come back once, they come back twice. Why the fuck not a third time? The cockroach of the season. Which pitch did you believe more? Fantasia's. Yeah, I feel like Jay knew. Yeah. Let's head to the extermination room where the cool lights show us that behind the garage door is the alien baby making room. So let's just call it what it is, the shock challenge. They put them in metal coffins where they're going to be hooked up to a birth machine where they are shocked. I like that. How would you do in this challenge? Probably pretty well. I can handle pain pretty well. I have a lot of tattoos. Now, have you ever been shocked before? Um, no. I've used a tens machine because I I had a lot of severe pain a couple of years ago, so I had to use that. Actually, my grandmother had one of those, and I tried it. I kind of liked it. I will say, if you, like the more you use it, the more tolerance you have for that kind of thing. But I'm not sure how far this thing goes. Yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of acting going on. Let's let's call it like it is. For sure. And Fantasia did a better job acting. The shock, the awe, the pain. We're going to hear a lot of screaming, some pleasure in the early bits. Do you think this is really how alien babies are born? Um, I think they're hatched from an egg. Did you have to watch The Miracle of Life in school? No. Do you think they have a movie version of the alien Miracle of Life? Um, Maybe. On the dark web somewhere, right? Yeah, maybe let's try to find it. I'll put it on the next um, episode. Yes, please. Yes, please. Shock after shock leads us to, sadly, a non-shock. It's time to witness the murder of JK 2.0. In space, no one can hear you scream, but we can watch an alien pop out of your body. How alien of them. What a fitting way to go. JK is exterminated as Fantasia stays. Do you agree? Yes. I feel like based on track record and based on what else Jay was going to bring, this made sense. And also just like how good they are at drag. I think Jay is a great television character. I like watching Jay in performance. Um, But Jay wasn't necessarily the monster that we knew Dragula to have in the past. And I think we're moving into a very different world of Dragula. And I think we're not catching up quite as fast, if that makes sense. I would say that Jay would be a good person for tv if it wasn't so forced down our throats because it's just made her unlikable now is that because of them or because of how the show edited it both i mean the show can only edit but so much if you said it you said it if you did it you did it is part of the reason jay's delivery partially but um i think it just also has to do with Jay being a messy person. All right. Well, I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is JK's legacy? Um, being really fucking annoying and uh, causing problems. Yeah, I think unfortunately for Jay, like, like even out of her hands, like Astrid, you're not going to remember their drag more so you're going to remember their plot line. Astrid will always remember it for the fucking love shit. Jay is going to be remembered for the drama. Yeah, it's true. Who won the episode? Who had the best episode? Um, Fantasia. Why? She was in the bottom, but she really acted it, and that was, like, memorable. I'm going to give this episode... To guess Judge Lauren, she was fun. Okay, I can get with that. <laughs> Who's going to be exterminated next? I think it's between Blackberry and Cynthia. It has to be at this point. It has to be. I mean, if you want to shock everyone, you could throw Fantasia in there, but I don't see the Boulets doing it this early. Um, but Orc is a finalist at this point. 
Throb is a finalist at this point. Neo is a finalist at this point. It's now a matter of if we're going to have a final three or a final four. I don't want Throb in the final. After six so, episodes, the winner of the season is. For me, Fantasia. She has made the most lasting impression, I think. Because is she giving Monster enough? I think she's giving Monster enough. She's had great looks. And she's also delivered in terms of reality TV. Neo has had great looks. Doesn't really deliver as much in terms of reality TV. Same with Orc. Throb. Um, kind of in hot water with me right now. There's been a lot of microaggressions. So I'm not really too keen on Throb Zombie. On the show or off the show? Yes. All right. Um, I feel like what the show is presenting to me, I'm going to have probably a winner of Neo or Throb at this moment. Um, I'm not resonating as much with Neo, but I just feel like at this point in time, like we know it's definitely not Blackberry. We definitely know it's not Cynthia. And from here, it, who knows what's going to happen? It's going to depend on what they want. If part of the goal is to have someone who's going to represent the brand of Dragula and give great performances, we'll have to see if Neo can do that. Because I don't know if Neo is going to be able to do a whole stage tour for around the world. Um, I think she can. Can Orc do that? I don't know. Is Throb going to be able to do it? Most likely, because they have a little more experience of the two of them. Does this feel like it might be the most boring um, tour ever? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why Fantasia needs to be in the finale. Right. I feel like you're almost safe having the other three of Blackberry, Fantasia, and Cynthia on tour with you because they're going to give you drag performance because that's what they do. The casting yeah. is really interesting. I think that's what's really taken this season to be a little confusing because we're blending this world of you want drag monsters that good that are good at performing but they're not lasting like i'm gonna say it the the biggest mystery is going to be onyx ondex getting eliminated when they did it's just that is the performer you want to see it on on stage i just don't understand what they did not like about them it made no sense allison where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug you can find me on Instagram at I Alice in Wonderland. That's Allison with two L's because one L is disgusting. You can find me on Twitter at A Wonderland NJ. No, I will not be calling it X. It is Twitter. Um, my Cash App and Venmo are both in my Instagram bio. And you can catch me. Oh, there might be a certain little show coming back with my partner in crime early in 2024. So be on the lookout, Brooklyn. The partner in crime that you impersonated? Yes. Oh, I wonder what it could be. Maybe some <laughs> sort of visions of sorts? I might be having some visions. Who knows? All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me.